We gon' take it beyond the chair. Hey, we gon' take it beyond the chair. Nail techs, barbers, even cosmetologists, entrepreneurship. Hello, and welcome and to Beyond the Chairs podcast. My name is Erica Chancellor, your host. And today we have Mr. Steve Ellis in the house. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> so happy to have you here. Okay. So can you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about you. Um, Steve Ellis. I am a uh, legacy kid in this game. Uh, my dad was a barber for 40 years. We were in the products business. Uh, I've been licensed for over 30 years. Uh, owned a hair salon, a nail salon, teaching for the last 12 to 15 years. Um, I have a uh, apprentice program for Barbers and Cosmos. I work on business um, plans and business interests for Barbers and Cosmos, so I keep myself busy. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You, see, you hear Mr. C's resume, y'all. <laughs> Y'all better get like Steve. Hey, I just keep working. Just keep working. Just keep working, That's right? It. No just idle mind, right? No, no, no. No idle mind, no, no idle time. No, no idle mind, no idle time. <laughs> Even during COVID, it's like, I'm going to come out of COVID better right. than I went in. Exactly. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on things. Yes, yes. So even with this COVID, yep. no idle mind. Very true. No idle Very time. Very true. No, no. You got to keep it pumping if you want to stay. You know, we're self-employed. We do our, you know, we got to do our own thing. We can't wait on nobody to get it to us. That's true. So, you know, it's while downtime. I'm grinding. Right, what it right. Is. Still grinding. Still grinding, yes. Still grinding. Me too, Steve. <laughs> yep. Me too. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. Being yeah. self-employed, you got to make it happen for yourself. That you is know? true. That, nobody's yes. going to give it to you. Exactly. Yep. So you, do you think it's important to take your business beyond the chair? Because I know you were a stylist for many years. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it was important to just get from behind that chair and start doing something different with your business? Yeah, I think, you know, for everyone, it's their path's a little different. For some people, hair is their true passion. Mm -hmm. They're going to do hair until, you know, until they keel over. My dad was that kind of guy. I mean, he woke up seven days a week and went to the shop. Oh, okay. But at the same time, from that, he saw other needs. And most stylists from those things will see other needs. That's how most of your product companies come about because from behind the chair, you see a need for a product right. to do something that the products out there aren't doing. Aren't doing so what do you do? You go out and create a product. You see a need for a service that you know you see isn't necessarily being provided by the industry. So you develop a company or a program and you go out and provide that service. Yes. You see a lack of education that people don't have that they should, <laughs> and you go out and provide that education. Yeah. So the behind the chair, moving from beyond the chair is almost, you know, it's different for every person and it affects people in different ways. Mm -hmm. But I think most people kind of get adventurous and want to get out and do those other things from behind the chair mm -hmm. that they see that that the gap needs to be filled. And for some people, it's perfectly fine to spend your life because that's where your passion lies. Yeah, yeah. And I think the beyond the chair idea comes from the passion that you have for wanting to make yourself mm -hmm. the industry and others better right that's right. what happens you either want to make the industry better you want to see growth in others yeah. or you see growth in yourself and you want to do some other things yes yes yep. definitely great greatly explained <laughs> i like that i like that Yes. So do you believe that uh, the board, well, you know, George Floyd, we've been dealing with some diversity issues. Yes, very true. Within our country. Yes. And so um, 
the board? Do you think that the board has projected diversity within its programs, within its curriculum, within things like that? It's, you know, I think the board has tried to implement things that they feel are best for the industry. But I think to your point, the diversity part of it, you can't have a broad opinion without a broad dynamic of people involved in the opinions. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, you've got to have other voices, other groups coming in, lending themselves to what's popular and what's trending in their industry, i.e. things like braids for us. You know, how can the board speak on braids if there's no one that can talk about how to do them properly, what damage they could cause, those types of things, mm-hmm. the barbering industry. So you definitely need diversity from, from ethnic groups and from different individuals to bring a broader spectrum to what the board should be. The challenge is for the board is that the board is appointed. Yes. It's not like, By the I can, right, I just can't Governor go Gavin. and say I want to get on. So it's all back to the government. <laughs> right, yeah, you know, it's all back to politics. Yeah. So if you want to get, if you want to get involved, you have to actively really pursue that mm-hmm. and pursue someone in politics, give them your opinions, and then they have to lead your name to that. Right. You just can't, you know, we can make an impact on the outside, but in order to get on the inside, you've got to have someone willing to really go in and, and make the necessary connections to make that happen. And that's that sometimes is a challenge for our industry because our industry doesn't direct itself in that direction. Most of the people who are involved in our industry or have a passion for it, we talked about earlier, got right out of high school, started doing hair and this, that, and the other. Right. They never got involved in politics, never right. got involved or in the business, of the law. Yeah, yeah, they never got yeah. involved in that stuff. They just love to do hair and got involved. Right. So right. the people who get into the board are normally gonna be older folks, someone who's been around, someone who's really driven by an inner inner feeling to want to bring about change and then politically go about, okay, well, who do I talk to? If if the governor doesn't appoint me, then I need to talk to my senator. I got to run up the food chain and let all these people know I'm interested and I want to be involved. And then hopefully you can politic your way into getting in there and making some change. Right, 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 right. And that's how we're going to get diversity in there, y'all. We just gave y'all the plan. We need some diversity within the board and making those decisions. Based on our ethnic, you know, yeah. businesses and behaviors and practices. Yeah. It, it, it's a thought. You know, the one gentleman that was on it before, Ken Williams, yes. was on it before. He actually approached me and said, Steve, you know, would you be interested? And I told him, I said, you know, I said, give me a minute. I got a lot of fires burning. But once I get, you know, once I can get a couple of these things to a smolder and, you know, they kind of are self-managing, then I may have some opportunity and some time to devote to going to Sacramento twice a month. And, right. You know, and, you know, and reading and preparing and, and getting free, all that so stuff. you're not getting Yeah, paid. yeah, you're you're not, right. And it, yeah, it's a voluntary position. It's a so, voluntary You know, I got to let me make sure the money's right and all those things. Then I can devote some time to maybe doing something like that. So it's right. a consideration, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it's in the future. We need you on there. <laughs> if, I'll, keep still, that, I'll keep that in mind. If it's still the board around. Right, yeah, <laughs> you're right about that. You're right uh, about we that. We're going to need somebody like you there representing. Right. We'll, sure. we'll try. Definitely, definitely. We'll try. So do you think that licensure is important? I know that um, that some people, like our, our last guest, 
she uh, feels that licensure is kind of like a barrier. It has been a barrier to people getting into the business because um, the things that the board is teaching, the things that the board are overseeing, um, they're really, they, they can't regulate those things on us because most of us, we don't do chemicals. We okay. work with natural hair and the okay. board regulates chemicals. Mm -hmm. So the board hasn't really been doing us a justice as far as licenses us as natural hairstylists. Okay. So it's your opinion. Well, hmm. dual-edged <laughs> sword. So, yes, the board isn't necessarily involved in the business of doing hair. The board is more involved in health and safety, sanitation, disinfection, mm -hmm. making sure that you're, you're not causing hurt, harm, or danger to the clients. Correct. Is what they're mainly concerned about. Mm -hmm. So that being said, there needs to be a certain level of education that anyone, be it natural hair or chemical, should understand about how to go about performing that service correctly without causing hurt, harm, or danger. Okay. I'm sure even from a natural hairstyling standpoint, mm -hmm. you know, how to, how to braid correctly, how to control the edges, how to recognize certain diseases of the scalp and those types of things are important. Right. And yes. you can't learn that stuff on the fly if indeed there is no process that takes you to it or no process that makes you understand it. So that's yeah. kind of where the board and school and licensure falls into play. Okay. I would suggest in that instance that we talk about getting on the board. So now we start talking about a field called trichology, which I'm sure you're aware of. Yes. That definitely. breaks down more of what's going on with the hair, with the scalp, damages, you know, um, things that can cause alopecia. Why? What is it? How does it generate? Where does it come from? Mm -hmm, those mm -hmm. kind of things. But those kind the of things are more science-driven. Yeah. So yeah, the question becomes, science. does a natural hairstylist need to know more about the sciences? Since she's already learned how to do hair, she can learn how to braid. Mm. But where does she, if she looks at a ball spot, she just sees it as a ball spot and doesn't understand where it came from. Right, right. So maybe the shift could be in more of a trichology based education mm. for everyone, including if since natural high hairstyling isn't necessarily a licensure issue, are they willing to go through those things? And do they think those things would make them a better stylist yeah. and a better professional to service their clients? Because right. clients most of the times have questions. Yes. Okay, why is this happening? What's going on with this? Mm -hmm. And you can't just be saying, well, I don't know. Right. You need an answer to that. And in order, the only way to get that answer is the education. And if you're not going to go get it, then it becomes forced education, which is licensure. Right, right, Simple right, as right. That. Yeah, yeah. So, so, it is, so yeah, definitely yeah. continued aid. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it is. Well, and definitely the CE. Definitely. Yeah, now if I had my way, definitely CE would be something we would do on a regular in California. I don't, I don't understand anybody loses their license in California. You got to pay 40 bucks to keep a license. You don't have to take no classes or nothing like that. I mean, just you know? give them the money. Yeah, just give them the money just and keep going. give them the money. But we do need CE. And we need, you know, CE in certain areas. I would say CE in education, like trichology, yeah. in colors, in... Um, 
especially wig making now, those kind of things, you know, those are the kind of things that we need continuing education in. Yeah, wig making is fine, but you know, you know, what's the difference in, you know, doing a lace wig and a a capped wig? And what does that mean to the scalp? And how does the scalp react to that? Those kind of things are what we need to continue to learn to grow with. Yes, 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 definitely. Mm -hmm. And because technology is continuing to change. That is true. Daily, so. And you can do all this online. Exactly. You yeah. Can do all this online. Yeah. Well, once they approve us. Once they approve us, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Once distant yeah. education, distance <laughs> yes. education becomes a thing, and well, which I think we are getting to that point. Yeah, I think we're getting very close to with COVID, I think one of the things that's gonna come out of that is a hybrid type of environment. Mm-hmm. Distance education in some parts of from some parts of the theoretical part of it, yes. and getting in the classroom teaching the practical side. Right. Now it's always going to be a, a, a balance between that because yeah, reading a PowerPoint is a lot different than having a teacher explain what what's going on with the PowerPoint based on their experiences. Exactly. So that's the challenge with some of the distance education is mm-hmm. you can't answer and feedback questions or you you know you could if you do well, zoom with the live, and, so I was about to say, yeah, with, with the live, yeah, with zoom and live stream now, you may be able to you know kind of do that have your teacher be able to set up and do that and you come there and that's where you get your education and record that and students can go back and watch so i don't i, I think that's going to be something that's going to start to happen i don't know if it's going to be an official i mean because it's kind of at this point it's officially unofficial Right. Yeah. <laughs> they said true. we can. Yeah. But yeah. they haven't given us any guidelines. They've given you extensions right. on. Here. But they really never gave us any guidelines to begin with. It's like, okay, you get a textbook and it's like, okay, teach the textbook mm-hmm. and we trust that you're teaching them what they need to know when they come in here and pass the test. Right. So right, the right. states have never made a certain path of learning mandatory everybody has to teach it this way right so online education can fit right into that yes definitely i mean they do have the scopes and everything on how you should teach but as far as no do you you have to be inside of a salon or do you have to be inside of a school how do you learn you know true well and you do that with your traveling i'm sure you see have probably seen a ton of different ways that people teach theory. Yes, definitely. A ton of different ways that people teach theory. Definitely. But we're talking about the same subject. But we're talking about the same subject. They definitely. teach it a ton of different ways, and at the end of the day, does what, you know, it becomes the students and the institution's responsibility to to gather that information, to, to get that information and get it, and then the student has got to absorb it. Right. And want to absorb it. Right, right. You know, right. you're talking about non like you know, do we need a license? Some people just don't think I need a license because I know what I'm doing. Doing, right. And they've been doing it for so <laughs> right. long. Yeah, you know, that ain't it's the like, case. <laughs> right. You that need ain't some the type case. of education you if you're gonna try to be if yes. you're gonna profess to be something. That's what a profession yeah. is, right? Yeah, if you you're you're professing know, right, this yeah, is if, what I am. And if you want to be as they say, well, what is that? I know there was a movie that talked about that. I forget. I think it was Drumline. If you really want to say this is your craft, mm-hmm. if there is a license that's available that validates that in the eyes of the community or in the eyes of the state or the city, right. then if you're going to say this is my craft, right. then you should want 
that validation from whatever those entities are. Right. Don't work outside of that box saying this is my craft and they shouldn't tell me that I need to have a license. <laughs> if it's that easy to get and if it's not a big deal, then make that a part of your repertoire and say, yeah, I got that too. Now what? Now what? Right, right, right. Yep. You just putting a little bit of <laughs> yeah, extra on you it. You know, stamp. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Putting that seal of stamp mm -hmm. of approval. Yeah. You all want that too? Okay, I got that. Exactly. Anything else y'all need? Exactly. Right, because I do this. Exactly. This I, do this. I do this. This is what I do. This so I got all that. Well, yeah. What else she saying I need? Exactly. Yep. Definitely. Very true. So that brings me to the integrity of this uh -oh. business. <laughs> <laughs> About keeping the integrity of it. Yeah. You think it's important? Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, like I said, if this is going to be your craft, then honor your craft and get whatever the designations are. Yeah. You know, how, how you at the house cutting hair, calling yourself a master barber? I got the skills, man. I get. I'm a master right. barber. You ain't got no well, license. Well, maybe it's because they they have um one uh, eleven point five followers right. on Instagram. Right. Yeah, it's like you know, maybe right. But all that means, just like, come on, dude. You know, if there's a license to be had, get it. Because if you're a master barber, then getting that license shouldn't be nothing but a piece of cake to you. Right. It should just be, be a drop in the bucket. It should be a drop in the me walk in here, get this knocked out, okay, boom. Like I said, got that, keep it moving. Right, But right, from an right. integrity standpoint, you want to, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing things right. I have no problem folks doing hair out the house. But if you're going to do hair out the house, set it up properly. Exactly. You shouldn't have nobody going, yeah, you know, get you a shampoo bowl. Right. You shouldn't have nobody putting their head over in the sink <laughs> with you rinsing it from the back. And your dishes <laughs> right. over here. Thank you. No, that, that is not properly doing this business, that working from home. That's not mastering. That ain't mastering. That's that should not be mastery. a part of your integrity. Exactly. You should want people to come into this place and be like, wow, this looks just like a shop because exactly. I take this seriously. Right, right, right. Simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah. Simple as that. Gotta keep the hat. Gotta have some integrity about your business. Very much so. Yes. Very much Especially so. Especially if you're professing it to be business. Your business. Right. <laughs> right. If you're professing business. it to be business. <laughs> business. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of advice would you give an up-and-coming cosmetologist or barber that wants hmm. to enter into this industry? Uh, I mean, the thing I always tell my students is, first, you've got to have a, you've got to have a passion for it. Okay. You've got to enjoy doing it because this is not easy work. <laughs> this is not easy work. I mean, that you're talking so about true. being Ooh, on your feet. Yeah. You're talking about being on your feet 10, 12 hours 12 a day. Hours this is not easy work. <laughs> you know, not. you've got to you've got to have a passion for it. And past that passion, you've got to have at least a knowledge and an understanding of some of the business aspects of this industry. I mean, and they've changed dramatically. I mean, from when, you know, when, when I started out, it was an appointment book. You know, your client gets the book and writes their name every week right. for a year. Right. You feel, you know, you can flip through and see all my appointments. Now everything is online. Right. So yeah, you can see it, but it's differently. How do I go about getting clients? I'm passing out flyers, letting everybody know what I do. To your point, you can, you know, you post pictures on Instagram, somebody likes it, boom, next thing you know, you got a client. Oh you don't know, God. have no idea where they came from right, right, in that right. regard. So the opportunity to grow a business now is much much greater than it was when we were doing it because it was strictly word of mouth back right. then. Yeah. Now, you know, my, you know, my client could only talk to so many people, whereas a picture can talk to 
tons. And if right, you know how to promote right, right. it, it's altogether different. And then you've got to remember for most of these folks, and that's the, the interesting part I notice sometimes <laughs> with in class, is that a closed mouth don't get fed. You okay. cannot be shy uh -huh. in this business. <laughs> you yeah, got people yeah, that, yeah, awesome. you know, well, I don't want to, I don't like doing that. Right. You know, come on. If, you, if they don't know what you do, right. then you're not going to have any clients. True. So you've got to be, now, and that's where Instagram, at least those kind of things, help, help. that shy person yeah. to yeah. put it out there like right. that right. and right. get out there and put their work out there. So there's really no excuse. Right. Because right. even if you're shy now, your picture can speak <laughs> for you. Right, right, right. But before, we had to talk for exactly. ourselves. Exactly, we had to step up. Yeah, we had to pass our cars and go out and do <laughs> the work and that kind of thing and, you know, create promotions and all that kind of stuff. Now, you can be shy and, you know, and get that done. And, 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 and shyness, you know, and then the personality of that, it varies from the shop. Some people like and an energetic and talkative stylist. Right. Some right, people right. want to come, get their hair done, leave, and you don't say a dang thing to them. Right. It just yeah. varies from yeah. person to person. But that's that's your clients. Yeah. You know, that's different. For you, you've got to be, you've got to have a hustler mentality, be it a hustler and running your mouth, or be it a hustler and knowing and understanding how to work the system, social media, those kind of things to your advantage right. to grow your business. Right. And then once you grow your business, what do you do with it? Right. You know, what are you doing for the community? What are you doing for your family? What are you doing to, pick, to you know, to take care of yourself, prepare for things like retirement, health insurance, those kind of things. Those things are all on you. Right. right. And those are the things that we and talk the, about. Yeah. Right. We talk about doing, you know, but, you know, going to business class and really working out what uh, what your the dynamics of your life are going to look like from a family perspective, from an individual perspective, you know, those kind of things. Right. And like you said, that that's where the education comes in. Yep. For when you're thinking you don't need a licensure, yeah. you have this business, but right. you don't know how to run the finances of it, or right. you don't know yeah. how to yeah. order products, or you yeah. don't know yeah. how to put investments All that good stuff. in place. Yeah, you know, you, you're trying to do the math. It's like, okay, well, I'm charging, you know, $50 for a hairstyle. Well, you know, when you start including, when you break down the rent, how much you spend on water, products, time, I mean, you know, it's you want to break it down to almost like it's a per-hour business. And at the end of the day, if it takes you five hours to braid somebody's head and you charging them $75, you know, well, come on. That means how much you make it. Exactly. You know, it's simple math. It's five into math. 75. <laughs> you know, it's real simple math. You charging 50 bucks an hour, 75 bucks, that means you're making 10 what, $18 an hour for all that yeah. work. You could have took a job in the mall. Exactly. And at least got benefits and all that stuff because that didn't include no product and all that other stuff that you involved yeah. in the process. Exactly. So you got to learn how to work the math. And understanding that. Yep. And that's how you understand that through getting education. That is true. Yep. Yeah. And somebody's got to tell you what the education of our business is. Yeah. Because it's different than other businesses. Definitely. Yeah. You our know, business you're education is different. You're an independent contractor. Yes. You file your own yeah. taxes. You have for to sure. have your own insurance. Yep. yep. You know, so just yep. going. How does product work? You know, you know, having shampoo leaking out of your hands exactly. means you're wasting money. Yes. And you need to understand that. <laughs> you know, conditioner the same thing. Putting it heavy and then combing it through. Your hair, your client's hair shouldn't be white, shouldn't be creamy white with conditioner combed through Please. it. You use way too much product. Too much. And wondering <laughs> why you ain't making no money. Because exactly. every other week you got to buy another half gallon because you only mind buy the half gallon because it's cheaper for right now. 
as exactly. opposed to a gallon that what you're going to save you some money. <laughs> no, you want to buy a little quart or a little small one and then waste it and then yeah. wonder why you ain't never got no money. Right. Always, oh, damn it, this product's too expensive. No, it ain't too expensive. You need to learn how to use it. Yes. It ain't too expensive. And if you read the bottle, it'll <laughs> tell you a dime size yeah. of conditioner. Yeah. Come on now. And Mr. Yeah. that's one thing I say, Contemporary Beauty School <laughs> drilled into us. Yeah. Like, you only need a dime size. And when we would do our clients, they mm -hmm. would have it already in a little cup. Yep, little cup. So portioned out. Yeah. Like, this is all we like, this is all we get. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah, then you shampoo once, and then you start doing this with your hand and be like, wow, I got a whole other head yes. full of shampoo. That's all, all you had to do. Like, like, yeah, it's like, come on. Now, you didn't, have, you didn't have to re-up yes. every, for every shampoo. Every yes. shampoo don't take four pumps. Exactly. Come on. No, it doesn't. <laughs> right. But see, these people who don't know and don't go to school and don't think they need a license, they don't know that. That's what they get caught up in. That's what they get caught up in. <laughs> Can't make no money. You know, products cost too much. No, no. Education. Exactly. Is what, you know, we perish for lack thereof. Yes, we That's do. the problem. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. So lastly, let's oh. talk about your business and uh, how they can find you and uh, okay. all that good stuff. All right, well, I've got, from a business standpoint, my, my, main, my main thing is, I, is I've got two operations. I have an apprentice program. I actually, I teach, but in my teaching, I find that a lot of the students need to work. So their challenge is, you know, it's like, myself, I couldn't come to class today. I had me four clients, the whole 10 yards. So my apprentice program allows an individual to avoid school and get their license by working directly in a shop. That's the benefit of the apprentice program is that you don't ever go to school. You see me one day a week and we train you to pass the state board. That's your quote unquote theory for school. And then Tuesday through Saturday, you work in a salon underneath a licensed stylist who is training you, mm -hmm. and that's your quote-unquote on the floor time right. in a salon building a clientele and making money. So that's the main business that I run, which is the Untouchable Apprentice Program, and that is an option for individuals who want to get their license. Now, folks say, well, if you'd had that, why would you ever go to school? <laughs> the reason why is because some people don't have a relationship with a stylist right. that they're comfortable with that can teach them. Mm -hmm. So they need that school option to get into the business and then to get out and make, thing, make things happen. Right. The other side of that is, from an apprentice standpoint versus school, the, you're only going to know what the stylist that trains you knows no, right. as an apprentice. Mm -hmm. If you want a broader spectrum of the complete hair business because you're getting in with the understanding I want to learn everything mm -hmm. then school may be a better option for you because it gives you everything right. I, you talk about that natural hairstylist she ain't trying to learn facial she ain't trying to learn nails yeah. she don't want chemicals she ain't yeah. trying to learn none of those things <laughs> exactly. so for her an apprentice. apprentice program would work right. for the person who wants to figure out wants to know everything about this business yeah. school may be a better option for them because they're going to learn nails they're going right. to learn skin care they're going to learn all those things and see what 
you know, where their true skills really lie. Right. I've had people who've come to cosmetology school who have graduated with a cosmetology license and have gone into the nail business and never picked up a pair of shears. Wow. I've had them come into the cosmetology business and gone into the esthetician side mm -hmm. and never touched a head of hair. Right, right. You know, and I've got some that have never touched a face, never touched a, a yeah. nail, and only yeah. done yeah. hair. Yeah. So it, it varies from person to person. Mm -hmm. So the apprentice program is a great opportunity for those people who know what they want, okay. but it's not necessarily a, a a fit all for everyone. And I tell Pete that all the time, because they go, well, why would everybody ever go to school? Right. Because mm -hmm. you get to learn the whole aspect of it. And I've right. seen people who have flourished from school in areas that they didn't even know that they had an interest in yeah. before they came. Right, right, so, right. There's the difference in the two. So that's kind of my main business. And then what we also have is the Untouchable Academy, which is a advanced education school program. That continued ed, as you say. That continued education <laughs> for those people who want to grow. Mm -hmm. You know, for yeah, for that same nail, for that same young lady that doesn't want to do nothing but natural hair, you know, does she know how to do locks, make a wig? Is she just a braider? Does she want to learn how to do different styles in that and learn them from a professional, right. not YouTube University? Exactly. Not some chick working out of her living room or bathroom that you can obviously see <laughs> on YouTube who just like her, yeah. all she know how to do with this one thing. You want to go to a professional and learn a variety of things in a professional environment from professionals. Yeah. That's what the academy is all about. And the academy focuses on advanced barbering, advanced hairstyling, makeup, wig making, business, all those kind of things is what the Academy is about. And it's a give back because we do a lot of work with the um, Veterans Association. We do a lot of work with okay. seniors. So we have people, quote unquote, that you can practice and work your skills on. Oh, okay. In, from a client-based standpoint, and those clients need services, necessarily can't afford services, right. and are looking for services. So that's the partnership that we've created with seniors and with the veterans to come in and get those services so that those individuals who are trying to learn more can get that education by not just doing it on the doll head. Okay. Yeah, so that's what we've got, the Untouchable Apprentice Program and the Untouchable Academy. Oh. Both are on Instagram and Facebook and all that good stuff. All righty. Yeah. Well, Steve, thank you for sharing your information. Thank you for Well, thanks for having me. Yes, I appreciate definitely. it. Definitely. We, we, we got a lot out of your interview. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. You know, yeah. I, I try to do the best I can. You know, I feel like sometimes I just keep rambling, but it's all good. No, you gave us some good information today. Well, thank, you. thank you so much for coming. Uh, not a problem. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, definitely. And take you can follow us at Beyond the Chairs. Take it beyond the chair. Nail techs, barbers, even cosmetologists, entrepreneurship and knowledge, bringing all of this. Hey.